0: Hey, Curiosos, I just want to let you know that next month is October, and it's got one of our favorite holidays in it, Halloween. That's right. So we're going to have all kinds of creepy crawly episodes. As you know, we are a bi-weekly podcast. But for the month of October and the entire month, we are bringing you an episode every single week. Every single week? It's absolutely true. Oh, good.
1: Being a rambunctious youth like I was, one of my favorite things to do was to find a patch of woods or some deserted old building and wander around and check it out and explore. I had wild, crazy notions of buried treasure or mysterious writings and I always search for those things. And even to this day, if I see something crazy or strange that sticks out in the woods, I'll go investigate it. Curioso.
0: A Curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric matters. A collector of knowledge.
2: Curioso
0: I'm Christopher Scarborough, and I'm Joe Taylor, and welcome to the Curioso podcast. What are we talking about today, Chris? Joe, we are talking about a mystery wrapped inside an enigma. Shrouded in shrubbery. Shrouded in shrubbery <laughs> and, uh, and buried in a very, very deep hole in the ground. Yeah. yeah. We are talking today about the Oak Island mystery. Also known as the Oak Island Money Pit. Oh, yeah.
1: Definitely a money pit. <laughs> Maybe not so much coming out.
0: <laughs> no, no. But no. going in. Yeah, yeah. That's, yes, yes. Everyone's throwing their money in it, hoping to get money out. But uh, so far, I mean, there's not been much that's come out of it worth anything.
1: Yeah, uh, a few trinkets and things here and there, but that's that's pretty much it.
0: That's about it. Yeah. So give us a give us a rundown on a little bit about Oak Island itself. Okay, so Oak Island
1: is a hundred and forty acre little island. It's fifty seven hectares worth of land. They say it looks like a peanut, but to me it kind of looks like a baby elephant. Okay. Without the Dumbo ears. Yeah. It's an elephant. It's a chunk of land in the Lunenburg County on the south shore of Nova Scotia, Canada. This uninhabited island is one of like 360 small islands in and around Mahoney Bay that opens up to the Atlantic Ocean and the site for the longest running hunt for lost treasure. It's almost like 200
0: years people it. I believe as of this year it's been 213 years or something like that. Wow. So um, the closest, like, metropolitan city is uh, Halifax. Right. So, but uh, our adventure starts back in the year 1795. There was a young lad by the name of Daniel McGinnis, and he was just a farm boy, and he saw some lights off on this island, which happened to be Oak Island. And some say they were green lights and, you know, there's been lots of accounts. Uh, So he went there and brought a few friends, brought like two other friends. Right. And they were searching out the island and they came across a tree. Mm -hmm. And they noticed that on the tree there was a block and tackle that was held up by one of the limbs and the limb had been cut off it had been shorn off and a block and
1: and tackle if anybody doesn't know what a block and tackle is it's basically an old pulley system mm -hmm. for rigging up and shoring sails on an an old ship. yes right
0: so uh, underneath of the block and tackle they noticed a depression That was, (laughs) that was, that was set kind of like a sinkhole or something like that. Right. right. And they decided that they were going to check it out and start digging. Okay. So that's what they did. They started digging and they got about 10 feet, no, not even 10 feet down. They got a few feet down, like Mm -hmm. maybe a foot or two, and the whole thing was covered in flagstones underneath. Okay. So flagstones are basically any kind of like flat, Stone that yeah, like, you would see, like in a wall or something like that, right. like a, like a fence, like a stone fence. Yeah. So something like that. So that's they. They started pulling these flagstones out. Then they got down to about a ten foot mm-hmm. level, and they found a bunch of oak planks. Okay. That were set across tightly together. I thought
1: they were like timbers.
0: Like yeah. Along like timbers. Timbers, yes. But not not like solid. Planks. Not sawed planks, but they were timbers that went across and they were all smushed together and when they found that they thought they had actually hit the treasure at that point treasure (laughs) yes and they didn't actually hit treasure they just pulled up all these oak planks and there was nothing underneath it so they kept on digging and and just for three farm boys for digging for you know two or three days right they got down to the 30 foot mark wow and they just they just couldn't dig anymore i mean they were way over, you know, 25 feet over their heads. Yeah. And they just decided to get back out and leave. But a few years later, they got some friends and neighbors and uh, together and decided to go back. Right. So as they were digging the, the 30 feet, they realized that the walls of this pit had some pickaxe mar- pickax marks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They had some pickaxe marks and some shovel marks and things like that in the walls, so they could tell that someone had already dug there. Right. Uh, But once they got down to the 30 feet, they could no longer dig, so they, they gave it up. But about seven years later or so, they came back, and it was called the Onslow Company. They had actually got some friends and neighbors together and put a little company together along with the three original finders, and they started digging again. And they all got down to about the 30-feet mark, Mm -hmm. which is, I mean, amazing for, you know, they said it's happened in 1803. Yeah. So they got down to 90 feet. So we're talking almost a 100-foot hole already. Wow. So, but, you know, along the way, at about 20 feet, 30 feet, 40 feet they kept on finding more timbers that they would have to pull up mm-hmm. and sometimes they would find a level of charcoal and sometimes they would find a level of a putty which is basically what it is is they take what they call ship's putty where they take yeah. clay and they mix it with some sand and some water and it turns into a grout yeah like a grout yeah. and they would they would find that and it would they could actually use that as like a watertight right. seal plug yeah so they found that in several places too as well So, you know, after the second, the company came back with the three original finders, they got down to about the 90-foot mark. Okay. So, 90 feet over their heads. And then, so, but every 10 foot or so, planks and… Planks and wood and putty, and they kept on finding things every 10 feet. Right, and they even found uh, coconut fibers. Yes. Which were not indigenous to that
1: area at all.
0: Absolutely. And we're going to have we're gonna talk a lot about that more later okay. because okay. That, that comes up in a lot of other strange uh, events about this. So they get down to the 90 foot mark and they find a stone. And this stone, I mean it's not just a regular stone. It's a huge piece of flagstone. Right. But that's not the weirdest part. They've already found flagstone. Mm-hmm. The weirdest part is when they pull it up mm-hmm. and they get it out into the light uh-huh. it's got engravings on it. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. So later on, way later on, they actually did some... Translation? Now, the inscribed stone wasn't actually translated until 1866 by a Halifax University language professor. And what he used was a basic cipher. And the cipher, you use different symbols for the letters. Right. So... Basically, the easiest letter to find is E, because it's the most common letter in the English language. Was, so you you find the one that happens the most, uh-huh. you assume that that's E, and go from there. Right.
1: And it was like the, the two dots, right? The, the two dots, one over the other? hmm Right. And that was the E. Yes. And they could find them in sequence, and they, they noticed two E's together, mm-hmm. and then a few other little spots here and there. And from that extrapolation, I guess they found... An f or something mm-hmm. and it spelled out feet yes and then a couple more letters
0: here and there and then what, what was the final the final inscription says 40 feet below two million pounds are buried hmm yeah okay so now with everything that we're going to tell you there's a lot of conjecture of the idea that possibly someone planted th- these kind of things so that they're you can drudge up maybe some extra money or, you know, because the Onslow company possibly ran out of money at this time. So maybe they just created this so they could get more interest. Right. So, I mean, that basically any of this, these fines that you have, it's possible that they weren't quite possibly the, the most archaeologically. Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, they, they, were, they were, they weren't, weren't going
1: were, after the, the history. They were, they were looking for, for the, for, for the, the, the money. Mine. Exactly. Then, they were. Yeah. Right.
0: Probably still are today.
1: Probably. One of the other decipherings uh, or decodings of that
0: tablet mm-hmm. was... There's been lots oh, of oh, yeah. uh, lots of things throughout history where they have taken a look at it and just tried to decipher it other ways.
1: Yeah, an- another guy, uh, Professor Leachie, he deciphered it as being, The people shall not forget the Lord to offset the hardships of winter and the onset of plague, the era... He shall pray to the Lord. Hmm. And
0: that's a lot more words. That is a lot more <laughs> words. I don't even know how they could have fit that that I, whole thing I on a tablet, either.
1: unless they're like you know, one whole symbol is a word. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the ancient Egyptians used to do. Yeah. You know, one hieroglyph was a was a whole word.
0: Hmm. But yeah,
1: I mean, but other people have different theories on. Just what that tablet says.
0: Now, one of the crazy things about the tablet is someone had taken it. One of the members of the Onslow company, right, was had taken it and placed it upon his fireplace when he had made his house. That's
1: what they said. Mm-hmm. And then someone else said that it ended up in a leather shop somewhere in Britain, mm-hmm. and it was basically the uh, the main
0: area where they were stretching and pulling leather. Yeah,
1: so they're pulling leather and you know stuff like that. Over top of this ancient (laughs) tablet.
0: Which basically now, no one really knows where it is. It's it's disappeared and it's been lost to history.
1: Who knows? Probably some hobos hot plate now.
0: You have no clue. Yeah. So, but that wasn't the coolest thing. So, they get, well, that was one of the coolest things. Yeah. Okay. So, that was at the 90-foot mark. Underneath of that, they found some more oak. And then, at about 98 feet, they found some spruce. Uh, like some more wood but they actually found spruce this time so it was a different right. type of wood right. i don't i have no clue why but that that is exactly what happened mm-hmm. what is this casks of metal plates remains of the old cofferdam
1: yeah that's the um, what is that that's the hydraulic seal it's called a cofferdam that's the seal that was put in right underneath of where they found the uh, the stone mm-hmm. and then once they punctured that because they ran a, a rod through it uh huh Basically, they got the stone out, and they noticed that there was more boards, mm-hmm. and they took a big, you know, metal, like a probing stick. A pry bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to see what else, if it's just more dirt, what are they are going to keep digging, you know, if there's mm-hmm. anything underneath these next set of, of planks. And inadvertently, from digging around in there, they had punctured this ancient hydraulic seal made with mud and clay and, the, you know, the the ship grout stuff and mm-hmm. all this material left a nice
0: seal and i think there was like some metal pieces that were in Probably. in that and so I got to
1: understand you're talking
0: if this was man made yes in
1: god knows how long you're talking ancient tools ancient methods who knows what was dropped how mm-hmm. many pieces of equipment were used and just left where they lay because they weren't any good anymore, mm-hmm. you know? So that's my rationale if they found any bits and pieces, it's probably just old tools that were used to dig the tunnel out, mm-hmm. you know? But past past the clay, past that seal, they opened up the plug literally.
0: Literally. So they went to bed and decided to come back the next day right. and found... The entire pit almost completely full of water. Yeah, it was like of 60, water. 70 feet of water. Just water. Yeah. Straight down. So, I mean, basically they're out of luck. Yeah. They tried pumping it out. They tried bailing it out. And they noticed, and they, they just couldn't do it.
1: Well, they noticed they were trying to bail out the Atlantic Ocean.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, because every time that they tried to bail it out, it just kept on filling back up. Mm-hmm. So, they basically called it quits and nobody touched it for about 45 years. Yeah. So in 1849, the next company had bought the area up, and this was the Truro Company.
1: You mean like little cinnamon sugar mixed donuts?
0: No, those are churros. This is (laughs) Truro, with a T. T T-R-U-R-O, the Truro Company. Truro. Okay. So they, they went and dug down to about 86 feet, only to get flooded back out again. Right. And they were trying to attempt what was it you know trying to extract everything but they decided to switch and just try and drill core samples okay. to see what they could possibly get out yeah, basically around the area around the area yes right. they so they're drilling core samples to try and find it instead of digging the entire hole out right so tiny small like maybe eight inch areas yeah. with an yeah. auger yeah so once they hit the 98 foot mark they drilled through a spruce platform and then encountered 4 inches of oak and then 22 inches of what was characterized as metal pieces clinking around okay so and this is this is in the original pit yeah right yeah okay. this is in the original pit and they don't know exactly what that metal clinking or what it was but the auger was basically bouncing everything around yeah so they're not really sure exactly what it was okay. could it have been gold pieces we don't know. Could it have been old tools that were in a tr- chest down there? We don't know. Right. But that's what it seemed like. It it sounded like what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And then they drilled uh, through two casks of chests that seemed like they were filled with coins, like they had said. And they pulled out um, splinters of oak, strands of what looked like coconut husk, which we know now is actually coconut husk. Right. But what's kind of cool about the coconut husk is there is no place that has coconuts that it indigenously has coconuts within over 1500. I minutes. I think it's I think it's the Bahamas <clears throat> is 800 miles. Oh really? Yeah. So okay. 800 miles. So it's not an indigenous thing to right, have, right. but but
2: but.
1: <laughs> but because there was trading up and along that area, it was kind of used. For packing, for you know, packing materials, so possibly, but mm. you're talking a heck of a lot of.
0: But it would have had to have come there on a ship. Yes, yes. There is there From is no no doubt about it. Whether it was a pirate ship or a uh, a Spanish galleon, whatever it was, it right. had to have come there on a ship. Yeah. And one account of their drilling also said that it came up with three tiny gold links that possibly made of come off of a watch chain or something like that. Right. Three little gold links that actually came up. And of course, they've also been lost to history. Well,
1: somebody stole them.
0: <laughs> it is gold. One, one of the foremen. Stole, oh, really?
1: Yeah, stole them.
0: Well, I didn't hear that account.
1: And then I also heard that one of the later scientists uh, speculated that that could have been possibly maybe chain mail mm-hmm. or some sort of adornment for uh, Possibly a could, tomb. Yeah, because they're very, very, very small, Mm -hmm. you know, but watches back then did have chain, you know, chains around them and all this stuff. So it could be any
0: number of things. That's right. They don't know what's in the money pit still. (laughs) Still Still to this day. So they plan to return in about about a year in 1850 to dig a parallel hole that tunneled over to the money pit. Uh, but just before, as they tunneled over, water began to rush in again. They brought the pumps in to try and get rid of the water mm-hmm. and trying to keep the water out. But someone noticed that the what was happening, as the tide was coming up and going down, so was the water in both the pits. The one that they dug parallel to it and the actual money pit itself. Right. So then they realized that it wasn't just
1: that pit being affected by exactly. the water trap.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, they they didn't even know that it was a water trap, really, until, until then. Right. Because, you know, it could have been with the seepage mm-hmm. from the ocean coming yeah. in. Yeah. They didn't really realize it until the, it was coming up and down with the water. Because once it comes up and down with tide, that means there is a direct line that goes into the pit. Exactly.
1: Exactly. You're talking an island that's maybe... 30, 35 feet above water level, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. But so, if you have a lot of sand that's packed in between then, the water is not going to rise and lower with the not, tide. Not that it much. would only do it if there is an actual hole, a, right. a sunken hole that's that, like an underground cavern right. kind of thing. Yeah. And the whole area is actually riddled with with holes and caverns and things. Mm-hmm. So that's when they found out about the artificial beach. Yeah. So they realized that it was coming up and down with the tide. So what they actually did was they took a very strong concentrated dye and they poured it into the money pit. Mm-hmm. And what they noticed, they saw it coming out of the one side of the island. Right. So they went over to the one side of the island and they started digging up and looking around and they realized that they found more of the coconut husk. And they found also some, some weeds and things like that, some 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 grass. Yeah. And they basically found an artificial beach, and it's basically these looks like it's these five fingers mm-hmm. that go into one hole that shoots straight down into the into the money pit. Right. And it's basically it was a booby trap. Yeah, it was a it was a main feeder line for that seawater. Exactly. Something like six hundred gallons a minute. And if you did not know about it before you started digging into the hole, and somehow. Fill the area up with something right, so that to, the water doesn't rush in. Mm-hmm. You're basically going to have a big old hole in mud. Yeah. Constantly. So, yeah. So, but what was kind of cool about the whole coconut fiber and the, and the, and the grass was that that was actually causing the silt to not go in mm-hmm. and plug it up on its own. Right. So they had, someone actually had created an artificial sand beach right there just to make this booby trap. A water filtering system. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they created an ocean Brita, <laughs> right? <laughs> but the, the here's here's not the only thing about that concentrated dye. Mm-hmm. They noticed that they were seeing it also coming out on the other side of the island.
1: Yeah, and that was happenstance. Some mm-hmm. of the workers were walking back to one of the camps yes. and noticed the dye coming along the the, other the side beach of the on beach. the other
0: side of the island. Yeah, and it was up to maybe three places that they had these these holes right. that go into the money pit to fill it up, yeah, like with water in this booby trap.
1: You have that that five finger sort of uh, drainage tunnel mm-hmm. that goes directly into the pit, and then the other one or two, they were secondary, almost almost like uh, based on the current flow. Mm-hmm. So if if tide oh, up on one side, yes. you knew the current would come right in this way. But if say the tide was low and the wind was blowing to the east or the west or whatever you'd have that secondary line still to fill up
0: the, the, the main shaft. So this really brings us to our first tragedy. After they discovered the artificial beach in 1850, 11 years later, 1861, we have our first tragedy. They're using equipment that they had at the time. They actually had, for these augers, they were using steam. Right. So they actually had a boiler, and what happened was there was a, a scaffolding there to, to raise and lower things down, and people, mm-hmm. one of the boilers exploded, Yeah. knocked a man off the scaffolding, and he died. And now he haunts people in, his, in your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> he is the first Oak Island tragedy for looking for the pit. Right. Also in 1861, the bottom literally fell out of the pit. So what had happened was, you know, they were drilling these cross pits and things like that. Mm-hmm. All the stuff that they had at a hundred feet, they thought that they had these metal casks and things like that that right. m- that might be filled with gold coins, something like that. Basically, what happened was, after the water rushed in and everything, you know, you basically have all this water. It all happened at one time. They could see that the bottom of the pit just dropped. Right. Whatever was there, whatever they were just trying to drudge out of the mud, it just dropped. Open up a sinkhole and just it, bleh. it I mean it was almost like it was almost like quicksand. Yeah. I mean yeah. basically the whole reason you have quicksand is you have super saturated <clears throat> sand and that's basically what they had. And it just dropped. It, so whatever they had just kept on going. Mm-hmm. And they have no clue how far it went down. Wow. So some accounts say that it dropped even up to 15 feet because they had drilled a secondary shaft that went that was 118. Right. And the what they thought they had that quite possibly have been the money or the treasure was at 100 about 100 feet or so right so we're talking 15 to 18 feet that it just completely dropped
1: okay but by the calculation from the tablet if they hit the tablet at 90 Mm -hmm. plus 40 what is
0: that 130 feet
1: right so that's if you go by the tablet
0: that is if you go by the tablet. Right. If the tablet is right. Yeah. Yeah. If True. the tablet is right. We're 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 not even on Oak Island. We're I mean, we're we're just trying to figure this all out from I wish I was. I know. I'd <laughs> like to go. So in 1893, Fred Blair, along with the Oak Island Treasure Company, started their search. They started off with a cave in pit that they had dug parallel. They also dug another pit in eighteen seventy eight. 300 feet east of the original money pit, it appears that it was maybe a shaft that was dug out by the designers of the actual money pit for possibly a ventilation shaft for the digging in the flood tunnel. Okay. So they found other holes that had already been made. Yeah, ABD, mm -hmm. already been dug. That's right, that's right. right. So one one of the other cool things that I found out about the artificial beach, they tried also to dam that. Yeah, at at one times. point yeah. they tried to dam it, and just basically they had a storm and it washed it all out. But it mm-hmm. also seemed as though a dam had already been tried there, so mm-hmm. it's possible that somebody had already done that, either to possibly dig it up or maybe it was the original designers of that hadn't fully broken down their dam, right? Or to help with the breakwaters and uh-huh. tons of different speculations on that. Absolutely. So the Oak Island Treasure Company couldn't find anything <laughs> for, for years right, right. until finally they were augering down, and they actually got down to about the 126-foot mark. Okay. Now, this was probably some of the stuff that had dropped and crashed because of these all these cross pits that they had, they had, they had augered out. Right. So basically what they hit was a cement vault. Okay. So they hit some really, really hard material, and it was basically cement. Then right. for a few inches up to a few—I think it was a few feet. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was a few feet.
0: Yeah, it was actually a few feet of space, and then some other hard material. And so when they actually like a cavity. Yes. Ah. They actually hit a cavity, and then went down, and then hit a little bit more of this putty mm-hmm. that we were talking about—the blue. Putty that they use for ships and things like that. So they pull up the auger and they're looking around. They're washing the stuff off the auger before they bring it back down. And they find a little tiny one centimeter by one centimeter piece of parchment. Mm. It's actually sheepskins parchment. And it seems that it might have had the letters V-I, U-I, or W-I, maybe R-I. I yeah. mean, it's really very hard to tell. Yeah, it's a so, very small
1: chunk of parchment,
0: yeah. Yeah, so it's possible that there's something with writing telling you exactly what this is down there. Huh. But they only found one little teeny tiny piece of it. That they drilled through. That they drilled through, yeah. <laughs> right. so, so also in 1897...
1: Uh, one of the men was scouting around different locations. I guess to do, you know, just scouting the the, the lay of the land to try to find maybe more core sample areas to try. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, there was some, you know, low brush or whatever. He noticed rocks um, that. They weren't, like, naturally just occurring, you know, a formation of rocks. They look like they had been placed. They were placed uh, in this sort of triangular, you know, shape. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's on one end of the island. And then near the opposite end, they found more of those. And it actually will make a cross.
0: That's together. Yeah, that was in the shape of a cross. Yeah. Right.
1: And that... The center of that cross, guess where that is? Where
0: is that? Right in my pit. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: Interesting.
0: But that wasn't the only thing that happened in 1897. There was a man by the name of Maynard Kaiser. He was actually being pulled out of the pit, and something slipped and fell, and he lost his life. So we have the second casualty oh, wow. of Oak Island, the same year the Triangle Rock was found. Mm-hmm. So really, there was quite a few years before anything happened again. Yeah. And it wasn't until 1936 they actually came across a second fragment of stone. It was in 1936, Gilbert Hayden, Mm -hmm. in conjunction with Fred Blair, another investigation on the island. But it wasn't actually in the pit that they found this discovery. It was, yeah, it was actually over by Smith's Cove, where where it was one of the... The feeder. Yes, yep, yeah. So they actually, what they found was some timbers Mm -hmm. that were stuck together with wooden pegs. Not not metal pegs like they would today. They were actually old old, old wooden... Like Ikea pegs. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, but they, not only that, but they also found this chunk of rock. But the cool thing about it is... It actually had some writing just like the the one that they found at ninety feet. Oh wow. Did yeah. They decipher it? it it really it, it doesn't I think Just a couple characters on just it. Just a couple it has a few characters on it. It's so really like it doesn't one have or two random letters. Yeah. Actually it might have been it could have been a few different things. It could have been someone just practicing the letters or something mm. like that. Or it could have been their first attempt at doing it now they actually still have this rock as opposed to the other one oh, and you, nice. you can see that in the parchment if you go to the walking tour of oak island Huh. yeah Very which cool. i might have to do one of these days i think i'm going to be going at canada at the uh, end of the month at the end of uh, the year that'd be cool can i go no uh... So, my act, the scarred and dangerous thrill show, I'm only one half of. The other half is Dangerous D. He's currently living in California, and he's gonna call in from time to time to give you his two cents about all of our topics here on the Curioso.
2: Now, all dangers considered, a moment for
1: Dangerous D. The Oak Island Money Pit is a curious subject, which mystifies me like the majority of the world, but what really blows my mind is that we haven't been able to get to the bottom of this. No, no pun intended. With today's advanced technology, how are we unable to figure out what's going on down there? I mean, we can build a rocket and send a man to the moon, but we can't build an Eldorado where the bumper doesn't fall off? Hmm. Someone has to be controlling the research being done there, just like everything else in the world. Since when has water become the world's biggest booby trap? There have been oil excavations at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean floor at like 50,000 feet. Get some pro divers, a few shovels, and let's sort the shit out. Or you can give me the equipment and I'll dive to the bottom of that bitch. Dangerous D, over and out.
0: I mean, really, there's more holes on Oak Island than, like, a dog in the backyard with bones. I mean, there's... Mints there, Swiss cheese. Yeah, they keep on finding all these holes that are basically, like, like a 45-foot pit that just stops. And they yeah. ex- excavate it, and there was nothing there. Yeah. And, I mean, a lot of the time that it was maybe the originators of the pit, and maybe they dug it up to about 45 feet, and they realized, oh, they couldn't get the ocean water to go in it or something like that. Right, or, you know, right. Or... Maybe they're just normal sinkholes. It could have been what it was the entire time. But normal
1: occurring sinkholes don't have logs.
0: Logs and wood that are... Every 10 feet. Almost exactly every 10 feet. (laughs) Yeah, I know, I understand. I I mean, nature is pretty weird and awesome,
1: but I don't think even nature could make a naturally occurring sinkhole like that.
0: Yeah. Well, we really, at this point, there wasn't much that happened until the the 1960s. Right. There was a family by the name of the Restle
1: family.
2: Mhm.
0: And uh, they were actually
1: like uh, traveling
0: daredevils. Or, daredevils, yeah. Yeah, they mm-hmm. were they were motorcycle riders. They would do the motor drone
1: the, the globe of death. Yes, the motor drone, yeah. The motorcycles and all crazy and stuff.
0: Yeah, they were they were a circus family.
1: Yeah. So um so the husband Robert Kind of got enthralled with the the folklore and, and all of that stuff around there. And he pretty much thought, you know, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I try to kill myself almost every day.
0: So he moved in. Yeah. They, or moved, moved to, on to yeah, Oak Island. Well, yeah, to Oak Island.
1: So yeah, Robert pretty much spent almost five years searching and digging these pits. Mm-hmm. Trying to find the the treasure the answers, something. But then in... August of 1965 tragedy struck and him and his son were actually killed by what is reported
0: as poisonous gas it was basically what happened a they had gas? they had a no they had a gas or a diesel engine that they were using to Pump the water out, uh, or for the auger. Uh, so basically, what happened was Bobby Restall. He was the the daredevil. He went right. down into the pit to start digging up, passed out. Yeah. Well, two other workers.
1: They weren't venting the.
0: They weren't venting it out. Yeah, yeah. It's basically, in your garage, your car on. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. So Carl Gasser and uh, Cyril Hiltz. That's two. That they were hard to say too. No, that's kind of punny. Carl Gasser. Oh yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Okay, so they run
0: down to help Bobby out and try and pull him up. But they are overcome by the gas as well. Yeah. And then Bob Restall, mm-hmm. the son of Bobby Restall, goes down into the pit as well. Basically, all four of them are gassed from carbon monoxide and, right. and, and killed. Yeah. So we now have a total of... Six. Six deaths. Six. So those deaths happened in 1965. And in 1966... David Blankenship. He actually took up his quest to try and find what was happening in Oak Island. He actually found a few things. He found a wrought iron iron nail
2: mm-hmm. and
0: a washer about sixty feet down in one of the shafts, not the, the not main, the actual the main original, shaft, but he, yeah. Right. So he found basically they were sitting in the stagnant water. And he thought that it was maybe a part of the south water tunnel. Okay. But he couldn't really explore any further because it wouldn't stop caving in. Yeah. I mean, it's course. basically like digging a hole like when you're making a sandcastle. Yeah. It just keeps on filling in and keeps on filling yeah. in. So, that, I mean, the, the, that's the problem they, they've been having. Mm-hmm. So two years later, in 1967, at Smith's Cove, where they had the artificial beach, they were actually digging that out a little bit. And they found a pair of wrought iron scissors. Yeah, they were actually, they they think that they were Spanish-American in descent, maybe made in Mexico. They were maybe about 300 years old. I think they did some carbon dating and things like that. Wow. Yeah. They also found a little tiny heart-shaped stone. Yes, it looked I like it that. had been, that had been actually filed, or filed hand, down or, or handworked or something. Exactly yeah. to make it look like a little stone. So, yeah. so that was you know just two kind of neat discoveries that they found, and you can also see those if you do the walking toward Oak Island. They have those there.
1: Right, and then that's when uh, Blankenship actually teamed up with David Tobias, and those two guys are
0: still primary owners
1: of the island to this day.
0: Trillion. Is it David Trillion? No. Triton? T-R-I-T-O-N? No, that's what the, com-
1: the company is called, the Triton Alliance. Okay. It's uh, Daniel Blankenship and David Tobias. One owns like 51%. The other one owns like 49% yeah, or
0: whatever 49%. it is, yeah.
1: And there's two other, de- two other guys who own small chunks. Mm-hmm.
0: Like a plot here and a little plot here, yeah. Very small pieces. I've heard there's been some fighting about it. And, yeah, with, over you the know, years, back yeah. and forth, something yeah. like that. So, so those are the two main guys that own most of it, and they they keep on finding some other things. They also dug a crazy borehole in 1976. A crazy they, one. Yeah, they call it borehole 10x. Okay. <laughs> I think maybe Mega Man. Oh, sh- I think Mega Man helped them bore yeah. this hole. I, I'm not really sure. But they basically, they they went down to a level of 230 feet wow. with this borehole. Yeah.
1: It's like bedrock, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, they went down really, really far. And they basically, what they think they found when they found one of the cavities down the borehole, they took and sent down, uh, you know, something to take pictures. Oh, the old, yeah, the camera. Yeah, they sent yeah. down a camera and they took some pictures. And they think they maybe saw a severed hand. And they maybe saw some treasure chests.
1: The, yeah, the one you're talking this is the 70s. Mhm. Cameras were pretty expensive at the time. Big, yeah. bulky, expensive cameras. And, and you're also talking in water. So this is the the shots that, that they have super grainy, you know, they're not high def or anything like that. But there's one that um it's like a layer of, like a like a layer of uh, like silt. Mhm. But there's almost a perfect, looks like a the, the lower end of a human face. Yeah. Like you, it almost makes out the nose, the top of the, the lip, and the jaw. I'm not saying it is, but
0: I'm saying it looks so familiar to your eye. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh my gosh, that's a face. Well, it's it's the same kind of thing, though. when. You're, you are trained to see faces. Yeah, of course. Humans yeah. are trained to see it. So you can see it in knots of wood. You can see mm-hmm. faces and things like that. So, yeah. you know, if you're seeing some kind of picture that could just be dirt, mm-hmm. you could feasibly. So, you know, I'm not saying that and they did not. Exactly. <laughs> you know. All right, Joe. So, <laughs> basically, we got all of the...
1: Boring, the boring technical. technical
0: stuff out of the way <laughs> right. and it is now time to talk about theory and conjecture. Sweet. Oh yeah. We have the theories. Okay. We want to talk theories? Let's talk about it.
1: Okay, this is going to be this is going to be pretty heady stuff. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Okay. So, let's
0: because well, let's go with the first theory. Okay. It's a natural sinkhole <laughs> and that's it. I'm just saying that's a possibility. It is a natural occurring sinkhole that people, that trees just happen to fall into, junk just happen to fall into, and that's it. (laughs) Just saying it's a possibility. Go ahead. It it could be. All right. Let's go with some of the other theories. The
1: mainland does have a bunch of
0: uh, potholes and
1: sinkholes riddled throughout that area. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's also because of the the stones and – The erosion of the mainland, you know. I don't know if that's the same on the island, but... Okay. Possibility. All right. So what about... What about... Pirates? Oh, could be pirates. Could be pirates. And there's a couple of culprits. All right. You've got Captain Kidd and possibly Blackbeard.
0: Edward Teach. Edward Teach. Or William Kidd. Yeah.
1: Who... Uh, Blackbeard actually claimed he had buried treasure. Wait, wait, wait. Where only Satan could find it.
0: Oh, it wasn't it? It was Satan or myself. Yeah, well, yeah. whatever. All right, no, say the whole thing. <laughs> okay.
1: Where only Satan or myself can find it. That sounded exactly like Blackbeard. It did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been practicing. All right. Um, so he said, you know, with the treasure thing. And then also the theory that Captain Kidd conspired with Henry Every, which had long been the pirate, mm-hmm. that they had buried treasure there before. And it was also rumored that Oak Island was used as almost like a pseudo-communal bank mm-hmm. that they would use, like a, like a way station. Like, yeah. here's me booty, there's your booty, you know, if either one of us wants... Arr, some... don't touch my... <laughs> right. <laughs> if either one of us wants some booty, we go to this island. I mean mm-hmm. treasure, Tr- sorry treasure, treasure, not booty. Okay, you go to mainland for that.
0: <laughs> Tortuga, <laughs> yeah, Tortuga. Um, so let's talk about a very, very popular subject right now: bacon. Bacon,
1: bacon's pretty good.
0: Bacon's pretty good. I haven't eaten bacon in over eighteen years, I but mean, that's okay. We'll go on. You can smell it at least. Yeah. <laughs> I hate I eat bacon. <laughs> bacon, yeah.
1: <laughs> you think it gives the dogs.
0: No, no, that's ba- that's bacon. Bacon bits. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So that you totally ruined my segue. You just <laughs> you just baconed all over my
1: segue. Go go. No, let's talk right, about right. bacon. Okay. So Francis Bacon. Okay, philosopher, statesman, jurist, writer. He was also said to be the well. Some people think he is the real author of all of William Shakespeare's works, mm-hmm. and that's a whole different thing. But the basis of that thought is he was learned. He, you know, uh, was a scientist. He, he, you know, he was a smart guy. Plus, he was also in the Freemasons, which mm-hmm. that's another theory. Follow me on that one. Um, But he would probably be one of the main guys that could have the money, the resources, and the ability to build a pit like that. Mm -hmm. Now, what's down there, you know, I don't know what or where he would acquire certain things Mm -hmm. unless it was from the Masonic side of
0: some of the things he was doing. Well, it's also a theory or or someone had mentioned before that Sir Francis Bacon was going to bury his manuscripts, proving that he was the actual writer of Shakespeare's plays somewhere where no one could find it. So when he was long dead, they could prove that he was the actual person that wrote them. Right. right. So the theory goes that that possibly way down there, there's either money or it could be the original Shakespeare's plays with Sir Francis Bacon signed at the end.
1: Right. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: So following the Bacon trail,
1: you've got theories on the Knights Templars, mm-hmm. which you know they were like eleven nineteen
0: to thirteen twelve A.D. Mm-hmm. Uh, kicked out of the church. Kicked um, out of the Catholic Church because it became too powerful. Right. Right. Well, they were they were an order, basically a, a church guard. Mm-hmm. The church army. And a lot of people think that they were, uh, they possibly had done some excavation around Jerusalem to maybe find the Ark of the Covenant or possibly the Holy Grail or that they, yeah. that they were keepers of the Holy Grail, which some people believe it's actually a cup
1: the mm-hmm. cup that jesus
0: drank from or some people think that it's actually the bloodline of jesus christ himself right and
1: not like a vial of blood but the information yes like uh his family history mm-hmm. uh,
0: maybe the fact that he was just a dude or or uh, possibly that he had had a child with mary magdalene yeah and it continued his bloodline
1: right right so but there were there were keepers of holy secrets and
0: relics, and... They were collectors of knowledge. Oh. <laughs> the yeah. Templars are curiosos. Oh, the
1: plot thickens like so much <laughs> pudding.
0: <laughs> like mud pies.
1: Right. Like a sinkhole full of <laughs> mud <wood> and mud. <laughs>
0: and blue putty.
1: <laughs> right. But again, they... And they were, you know, they're masons. Mm-hmm. You know, um... They were well, the they, a lot of people think that they turned into the Masons,
0: basically. Yes,
1: but parts, I mean, the guys who, who were drafted into the Templars mm-hmm. were were Masons, were farmers, were, you know, they were holy guys, you know, mm-hmm. some of them were fighters, but they all had really, you know, good skills. Mm-hmm. They built a lot of things professions over in Europe, um, lots of churches and things like that. So they would have the skills, again, to build the pit. Mm-hmm. you know and the the drainage systems so that's another another possible theory and then you've got things like possibly it's marie antoinette's jewels yeah you know, a lot of people of think base.
0: it was the french because one of marie antoinette's before she was decapitated right one of her handmaidens right. was known to go to French Canada, Mm -hmm. and she was uh, staying somewhere in Nova Scotia. So it's possible that Marie Antoinette's jewels, which they've never been able to find, could be buried at the bottom of that hole.
1: Right. And, again, with the construction aspect of that, if she was contracted, the handmaiden, Mm -hmm. if Marie Antoinette said, hey, take my junk, my jewels, and go stick them in a hole somewhere, if she was contracted with the French army... They build tons of good, you know, huge, massive, crazy buildings. Mm -hmm. They could probably have the manpower, the resources, and the knowledge. The Army Corps of Engineers, the French Army Corps, yeah. To build such a thing. Mm -hmm. Don't know. Another speculation. Or uh, it could just be the French Army. Mm -hmm. That they filled their treasure, the the treasures from different uh, battles during the Seven Year War. Falls along that same sort of time frame, the fortress of Lewisburg that fell to the British during the Seven Year War, the British were also suspects because they did a lot of looting and plundering from that that time
0: frame of war. Mm -hmm. Some people think that it actually could have just been the Vikings. They know that the Vikings came over uh, to our side of the world Mm -hmm. a lot back then. Yeah. Uh, so it could have been Vikings now what they were actually hiding or or storing down at the bottom of that, who knows? Maybe it's the worst hammer.
1: Yeah. Ragnarok.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or is that Guar. Maybe. <laughs> Some people also think that it could be a stranded Spanish galleon. It's mm-hmm. possible that the that the Spanish had gold and jewels that they had plundered from South and Central America. Right. From possibly the Incas or the, the Mayan culture. I mean, they decimated uh, that that land, oh, yeah. so it's possible that it was damaged and it just kind of limped to Oak Island where they had to do something, so they hid the treasure, you know. And then after repairing the ship, they limped home with plans to possibly come back and get it later.
2: Right. Right. So
0: um, also, it, they there's some people that also think that the British during the American Revolution. Mm-hmm were trying to keep the money away from the Americans. Yeah, basically the pay for the for the British soldiers. Right. So they were putting it somewhere, somewhere in a hole where the Americans could not get it, or the early Americans could not get it during the Revolutionary War, mm-hmm. and it was just lost to time, or they never could never find it again. Right. So one of the,
1: one of the things I found was possibly the spoils from uh, the Battle of Havana mm-hmm. that the British took with them uh, could
0: be down there. And with the – what we know about what it says on the cipher stone Mm -hmm. about it being pounds, that's a a very good possibility. So if if the
1: translation is correct.
0: If the translation is correct. Right. And if that stone is real, if it is actually a real stone, it wasn't just something that was made up to trudge up some extra money to try and start digging in this hole again.
1: Right, right. I mean, for all we know, the stone says – Happy April Fool's Day,
0: mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I, who knows?
1: But there's even some wackier ones. Oh, yeah. Ancient Egyptians? What? Uh, okay, maybe not. Some people say that Egyptians made it this far, just in their trade routes and stuff. Problem is, Egyptians didn't like sailing. Mm-hmm. They would they contracted everything out. Yeah. They weren't like seafaring. They were along the Nile. But not ocean-worthy. Yeah, you know they contracted
0: everything out to somebody
1: else to go do any sort of like long-distance trading.
0: Well, one of the other theories is that it's possible that the at some at the bottom of this hole, this pit, that mm-hmm. it is actually maybe a tomb, which yeah. is kind of very similar. The, the The fact that you have these outcroppings that go out to the ocean for the what yeah. they what they call the booby trap. Yeah, if
1: you look at a segment of any of the, the, the pyramids mm-hmm. in Giza you'll find that same sort of structure where you've got mm-hmm. a main center tomb and then you've got either your entrance pathway or uh, there's also a
0: ventilation
1: ventilation or hidden rooms throughout so you have that same sort of thing just imagine that imagine the pyramid underground underground underwater mm-hmm. so that's almost where, where my brain goes. Just structure
0: wise. Yeah, that's that is a that is a you know a very strange thing that it would be so structurally the same as as the Egyptian pyramids. Right. So what else do we have?
1: We've got things like uh aliens. Aliens? Aliens.
0: Okay. Okay. Do you remember the,
1: the boys that first found the uh the depression? Yes. Aww. <laughs> um why did they go to the island? The lights. Yeah. They see, saw green lights. They saw strange lights near the island. Mm-hmm. And throughout that that area's history, people have reported seeing strange lights and strange things in the waters
2: mm-hmm.
1: or, and, and around the skies. It, it could be aliens. Who knows? You're close to that sort of area where um, aurora borealis happens, isn't that mm-hmm. the area? Just a, uh, above that sort of... It's a
0: little further north, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. but I
1: mean, it, it could. On certain nights, you know, skies are clear. You might see a array of, you know, radiation dancing. Oh, rovers. Yeah. And the best one, the best one that I have found was leprechauns. Leopard? What? There is a colony of leprechauns on the
0: island. I'm going with that one.
1: <laughs> That's my
0: favorite. No, I mean, you know, there's no way that you just get a leprechaun's horn? gold. There's absolutely no way. That's <laughs> got to be what it is. Yeah, has to be. Are there, are there even any Irish people in Nova Scotia? I
1: don't... Maybe settlers? I, Set, settlers? I don't know.
0: We're going to have to look
1: that one up. You want to talk curses? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, two main curses that I've, I've seen, besides the, the possible hauntings or... Ghostly apparitions that have been seen mm-hmm. throughout the, that area's history on the, on the island, but the curses are well, a curse or
0: I'm, what I'm you calling call them prophecies. Okay, prophecies. They're, the, prophecies. It's prophecies of what has to happen before the gold can be found or okay. whatever is at the pit can be found.
1: Okay. Well, then I'll call mine uh, myths. The okay. other two are myths. And there are two prophecies. All right. So the two prophecies are that the treasure won't be found until all of the oak trees are gone from the island. And as of, you know, 2000, there's one oak tree left. Yep. Still. The other one
0: is about the deaths. That the treasure won't be
1: found until seven
0: people have died. Seven lives are claimed by the pit, and so far we have six. Yeah, six. So. So,
1: Just missing one guy to chop down a tree and die by a tree (laughs) falling on him, and then we got it.
0: Knock out two birds with one stone.
1: That's right. Two stones, one bird. And then the myths are that there is a crow that flies around the island and is, I guess, uh, the embodiment of some spirit. Maybe from one of the pirates or a native person, something that is protecting the island. Mm-hmm. So people see this crow everywhere. I mean, crows are pretty pretty abundant creature, yeah. you know, like a platypus. And the other one is a pack of black wild dogs with red fierce eyes that will chase you around the island or they, they can be heard. From the mainland, they hear dogs barking over there, and there's supposed to be no dogs
0: over there. Mm-hmm. So that's the other sort of mythos, you know. That's really strange. Yeah. So one of the things that kind of reminded me of that when you were talking about the dogs— Now, mm-hmm. I haven't actually played this, but I was looking it up. hmm So apparently in Assassin's Creed 3— three, three. So Assassin's Creed number three, there's actually a mission where you have to go to Oak Island.
1: Yeah. I, I actually— I haven't played it either. I played the first one. I kind of gave up. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the walkthrough, and it's part, I think it's the fourth and last mission mm-hmm. for the, guess what, Captain Kidd mission.
0: Oh, okay. Ah. So it's he's got Captain Kidd mixed in there. Yes. All right, so that's really cool. So uh, one of the other things that I I actually listened to this on an audio book, Mm -hmm. Edgar Allan Poe wrote a book called The Gold Bug. Yeah. Now, The Gold Bug has a lot of similarities with the Oak Island mystery, especially back in the 1800s when he wrote this. Mm -hmm. So I think that he had heard about the Oak Island mystery.
1: Right, contemporary pop culture. Yes,
0: exactly, and wrote this story about it. Yeah. So now there – in it, there's a gentleman, and the one gentleman owns a slave. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's just a lot of really weird parts that I was uncomfortable <laughs> with, uh, uh, you know. But anyway, if you'd like to listen to it, you know, go for it. I listen to it on LibraBox. Okay, yeah. So the, the free, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a great site. Yeah. So there's also some interesting people associated with the island, besides the pirates, the aliens, the leprechauns, and... Various hundred other <laughs> <laughs> creatures
2: it's, and things.
0: It's, it's seriously like a like a Halloween parade of yeah. strange, bizarre oddities. I mean, it's that you have mixed up into this. Yeah. But besides Edgar Allan Poe and besides the Leprechauns and all the people that we had talked about and mm-hmm. Daredevils, there is a few other people that are connected to this that have actually. Possibly gone and dug. Go, go ahead. You go with the list. You got FDR. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, our 32nd president of the United mm-hmm. States, actually spent some time, a yeah. summer or two, digging there.
1: Yeah, he was like, what, nineteen twenty when he first went. Yeah. When he first went, just, you know, went up there and did some digging and stuff. And from then on, he stayed in contact, kept tabs on what was going on there, and became sort of a... An investor. Mm-hmm. Uh, even through his presidency, he
0: mm-hmm. was. There's also been some other pretty cool investors.
1: Mm-hmm. You got Errol Flynn, who, you know, movie star. State jacked yeah,
0: I, I believe he uh, was especially fond of playing... Uh, playing Byron! ...swashbucklers. Right. Yeah. So, you know, for him to be involved in it, I, I don't think that that's bizarre at all.
1: Well, you, I mean, you got to understand the, the allure of... You know, mysterious, not even, you know, uh, a, a ship went down in the ocean. We know it went down. Mm-hmm. We just have to find out where it is. Yeah. That's, that's relatively simple treasure hunting mm-hmm. compared to this. This is, you don't know what's down there. You don't know who put it there. You don't know nothing. <laughs> you just know there's a hole in the ground there's a that hole. people want to get into. <laughs> I mean, that's a huge attraction to a lot of people.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, Errol Flynn, and then you had John Wayne.
1: John, John Wayne. Yeah, he so puts,
0: <laughs> he put some money into it yeah. to, to try and uh, see what was down there as well. So, uh, basically, the entire island at this point, they have a hard time even, they, they created a causeway mm-hmm. from the main shore to be able to drive equipment over. Right, right. Now, they're having a hard time getting the equipment around the island because there's so many potholes pot and yeah. sinkholes that the the earth is just not really even stable at this point yeah so i have a hard time thinking that they're even going to find anything but there are people mm-hmm. and they are still trying to dig and oh, yeah. find the 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 original pit they, yeah. they don't even they, know if they can find the original yeah, pit at this point lost and
1: how can you lose the original pit?
0: I Because the island has changed so much. True, you true. know, you would think that they would be able to survey and find it. So, yeah. but here is the real question. We think that there's buried treasure down there. Treasure. At, of some type. Right. Joe, what do you think it is? What do I think it is? Yeah. What is your theory? What do you, do you subscribe to one of these theories or do you have a different one? Uh, what do you think that it is?
1: Possibly links and ties with probably the Freemasons, you know, or the Templars. The Templars became the Freemasons. Our discoverer, uh, Christopher Columbus, was mm-hmm. a Freemason. But before him, you had people like Francis Bacon. And
0: uh, well, another and really Claire. neat tie-in was that was that uh, Saint Clair. Or yeah. Sinclair, depending right. on how you you'd say the spelling, because it changed over time. Mm-hmm. Christopher Columbus actually married into the Sinclair family yes, as well, did. and he was a Templar. Mm-hmm. So I'm
1: just saying, there's a lot of it's all conjecture. I can't, you know, and we can prove it, mm-hmm. but we do know that this person was a Freemason. This person was a Freemason, and the timelines where this person may have gone to this area and had access to this. I, that's where my well, brain goes. not my only brain. that,
0: but but uh, Prince Sinclair, mm-hmm. I believe he was, was you know was a Templar, yeah, and he moved a little bit further inland to New Ross and actually built a castle for himself. Yes, he did, and that castle is now, you know, broken down, yeah. you know, over time. Yeah, but uh, one of the cool things that I found out about that was. America Uncovered mm-hmm. they had a very good show about that yeah, on the History kinda, Channel kind of his little
1: breadcrumb trail for you from Oak Island from Europe where the Sinclairs were mm-hmm. to Oak Island to a little tiny island that had a big giant boulder with a Masonic hooked X on it mm-hmm. and then to inland to his castle
0: in New Ross
1: in New Ross so my <clears throat> theory I'm going in that direction I'm going there it's High-ranking, sort of powerful person in this mysterious, unknown, you know, order. Mm-hmm. Uh, either hiding something, stashing something, wh- whatever. What's down there, I think it's probably a treasure trove of things that they don't want people to know. Whether that's religious artifacts that would destroy the Catholic beliefs because they would actually be tangible evidence. hmm Or... Some old princesses, you know, uh, jinglies from her neck, you know, I don't know what that is. But it's stuff that they didn't want seen, didn't want uh, people to have access to. Where else would you put it? In a pit
0: (laughs) that will constantly fill in with water for hundreds and hundreds of years. So here's my thing. Okay. I have no clue what's down there (laughs) at all. Mm -hmm. I have no opinion as to which one of these stories I think is true. Okay, It could be any – well, I don't know. The whole Shakespeare one seems a little shaky to me. Yeah. But – I'm just saying. I digress. But you know what? Here's here's where it is. This is what the people that actually own their parts of the island need to do. Mm -hmm. You need to start a freaking Kickstarter. (laughs) Put it online – (laughs) <laughs> Open source that mother so that everybody and their uncle can put money towards it. I'll put money towards yeah, it. But the, okay. But the problem is
1: if ten thousand people mm-hmm. win a lottery, they get split up between ten thousand. No, no, no,
0: no. It doesn't no, you don't have to because the people of the island have mineral rights, so they get what's down there. Oh, you just I have everyone else fund it so that we all just know. We actually find out what is at the bottom of the money pit. 200 years worth of waiting. Yes. I'm done. (laughs) I am done. I want to know. Start a Kickstarter, okay? Yeah. Who's the group that's there now? Blankenship? Blankenship, start a Kickstarter. I can't handle it anymore. <laughs> I was actually watching. I watched In Search Of with yeah. Letter Nimoy, okay? Yeah, with Spock. Yeah, yeah. We watched that. My wife was watching it with me. She mm. got so intrigued in the two hours that I watched documentaries about this yeah. that now she's asking me what's in the pit like I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm telling you, Blankenship... Get a Kickstarter. That's right. You know, just... I don't I don't know why you're going to the, all these other financial bankers and all this other stuff. Don't worry about them. Get the people to fund you. We want to know. We'll put money into it. I'll Trust come out and me. start digging. That's right. In Call fact, we'll promote it on the Curioso. Yeah. We will promote your Kickstarter. That's right. That's right. I will come out and, and I will bring a shovel. <laughs> I want to know what's down there.
2: Okay.
0: So... That's that's what I have to say. I don't know what's in the bottom of the pit, but I'm going to find out.
1: I'll,
0: I'll do as Brad Pitt does in 7.
1: What's in the pit? <laughs> Is that what's in the box? Yeah. From... <laughs> yeah. What's in the pit? But it's not my wife's pretty little head. No. No. no.
0: Well, I'm no. a wife, so
1: <laughs> some chick's head in the pit.
0: All right, so that is everything that we are going to talk about Oak Island.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of information. If you're interested, look it up. There's we
0: didn't even get to Spruce Island oh, and Birch Island and all the other islands named after after trees.
1: Sixty islands in that area.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> kneeling a haystack, we're looking for treasure out there. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's it, guys. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. And, and, and me. Oh, yeah. Thank I, you so what much. Am for, in, what, am I in a pit? <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Christopher Scarborough.
1: <laughs> and I'm Joe Taylor.
0: All right. Have a good night. Day. Have a good. Go hunt some treasure. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fall in any pits. is there any topics that you want us to cover anything that you want to talk to us about or let us know about email us feedback at the curioso.com our facebook facebook facebook.com backslash the curioso podcast we tweet at curioso podcast and if you have any five-star reviews you'd like to give us on itunes please feel free (laughs)
2: Yes. <laughs>